Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's crazy. Yeah. If you're a great, if you're good enough to be a running back, be a freaking defensive back or receiver. Yeah. If you're good enough to be a starting running back, you could be. You know, and probably a superstar at tons of other sports. Yeah. It's you could be a soccer best, player, you could be a baseball yes. player. It's, it's the best athletes yeah. in in high school yeah. get played at running back. It's insane. If you're if you are an NFL running back, you are not making smart decisions in life. I agree. Which we see plays out with most of them, except for Byron Wizard White, of course. Yeah. All right, let's go. All right. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? I guess we should call 32 teams in 32 days. Yeah, we don't have any more. There have ha- been only like four or five fans total. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even less. Um, yeah. yeah, people Fewer. are like, uh, so I got a tweet yesterday. Someone's like, hey, I listened to the whole episode, and I forget what team it was, but you guys were just talking about, like, not the NFL. Yeah. And I was are like, you yeah, new to you this podcast? Right, you found the right show. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a patron tier where we where we don't talk about nonsense. But yeah. I guess that person doesn't grow. Uh, so let's not start by talking about the NFL. We both went to see the same movie last night with our respective wives, not with each other's wife. That would be weird. Yeah, the, it just uh, came out, so it makes sense, of course. We're yeah, we were like the last late. two people who wanted in America who wanted to see this movie. Yeah. Who, I had who multiple podcasts, it. including one on our sister network, that I had to like pause because I, uh, you know, didn't want to get spoiled. And I went right. back and listened so, to them all today. I listened to the Bill Simmons one with Wesley Morris. I listened to Sammy and Will and Av. So we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, and I would say if you want to hear about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on the 32 Fans Network, this is the only place you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are the two experts and the only two you need to yeah. listen to. I think Av Sedetsky is going to cry at the end of this podcast. Well, no, there's nothing to cry about. Like, he'll learn something. Oh, he'll cry tears well, of how much he learned. Just because he, he, he loves this movie so much, probably more than he loves his children. So I went to a 9.50 showing last night. 9.30 for me, baby. And they didn't start showing, but it was very weird. I've never seen this before. They didn't start showing the previews till like 10.12. So what were you doing It was like half an hour? So it was really like a 10.10 showing. Yeah. It was like commercials for 20 minutes when it was actually supposed to be previews. The commercials are supposed to be before. Yeah, the time that the movie starts is when the, is when the previews are supposed the to start. The previews start. Yeah. So that, I've never seen it before. So then if you do the math on a 10.12 start... Uh, that's a one o'clock finish, and also like after one, I knew like oh we had like extra um, in our, the parking lot, like it was free until after one. So I'm like oh this uh, that one commercial cost me an extra like twelve bucks. Um, but yeah, so we both saw the movie last night. I looked over to my left during the movie a bunch of times, and my wife was sort of like surreptitiously checking her phone a lot, which I think was would be like her review. Like she yeah. 
she was is not super familiar with the Manson murders, the Sharon Tate stuff. She really didn't know anything about that. So she didn't even whereas for me, uh some of that stuff without spoiling the movie like was uh, you know, ooh, like I was anticipating this. Um and like meeting the whole Manson clan and stuff, like it didn't mean anything to her. Uh so I certainly liked the movie more than she did. What about you? Well, I mean, I liked the movie more than your wife did. Also, I don't know if that's the standard. I liked it. A no, lot I less mean, than did I... you have the same? Did you have? Did who liked it more? No, you yeah, or yeah, Doctor Jen? I mean, so Doctor Jen famously told me once, like shortly after we met, that her and her best friend Lauren had watched Pulp Fiction once and thought it was really boring and turned it off in the middle. So mm-hmm. we're, we're not dealing exactly with a Quentin Tarantino completist. Stan, what about the Kill Bills? I feel like my life, my wife liked Kill Bill. Oh, really? I think so. Uh, how do you? I don't remember. I mean, because how do you like Kill Bill but then not like you know? Tarantino's other movies. That's weird to me. Well, I, I don't mean I don't know if she knows like she doesn't fo- she's not a big movie buff, so she doesn't yeah. like she wouldn't know who directed most movies. Yeah. Even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kill Bill's a much different movie than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though. Yeah. Well, so let's I don't care about your wife or my wife and their bad takes. What's what's your review? Yeah. I really liked it. I, it's hard to it's hard to talk about it too much without spoiling it. So I guess can can we say no, no, there's no, going to be spoilers? Is, no, yeah. It's the movie's been out for a month. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So just if you're, if yeah, fast forward a few minutes if you don't want to be spoiled. So uh, did you think the whole time that they're gonna kill, uh, fast forward, fast forward, uh, that they're gonna kill um, uh, Sharon Tate and company? Like, was, did that was that like a zig when you thought they would zag, or you were already spoiled, or you anticipated that they were gonna go to Leo and Brad Pitt's house? Well, so I did not realize that August 9th was the day that Sharon Tate was killed. So you didn't know the whole thing was was uh, well. You don't have to know that. I don't think well, I didn't but, uh, know. Well, but but I think the you do because, Well, for example, in one of the podcasts I listened to, and I believe it was Av on the Thirty Two Fans Movie Podcast, was saying how um, somebody and I forget who it was now, but it's uh, it's a, some famous female critic said that August ninth, nineteen sixty nine, is the day that Hollywood died or changed or something like that. Um, I think Joan Didion. Jo- it was said Joan that. Didion. That's the day me. the 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 sixties yes. ended. Yeah. Oh, that I was the day the sixties ended. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Correct. So um, I didn't realize that August 9th was that date, and so mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like I know that the Mansons killed Sharon Tate. I didn't know that we were going to necessarily see that in this movie. When I knew that, well, why do you think that Mansons were involved then? For I feel like you're like a. 20th percentile watcher well, but, in terms but I, of like I, what, what you're okay. Well, no, I, I, I thought that might happen. But what I'm saying is like the night that they came, like when I was looking at my watch at a certain point, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe this movie is just like the prelude to the Mansons. Right. I actually Got thought, it. and this obviously shows, I guess I don't know Tarantino well enough. I thought, oh, maybe this is a Tarantino movie that doesn't have like a very bloody ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because when when Leo comes out, uh, you know, holding his his um his margarita mix in his hand and yells at them in the car when they don't kill him yeah. right then when they drive away i'm like oh so right. you know i guess that's not where this movie's going and then of right. course i they, thought it's like know. oh no they're gonna go next door and, and kill sharon tate yeah. at that point, which i assume is what they want you to think yeah yeah well i mean well that's and but then but but the, the girl in the car she says let's kill the people who you know taught us how to kill and that would obviously be the guy who played a murderer on tv for uh for years not uh, right yeah, it was also, you know, throughout the movie, obviously, Tarantino's making references to famous other movies. It's sort of funny that one of the movies that he makes reference to is his own movie, Inglorious Bastards, you know? <laughs> right. With the flamethrower. Do you, do you um, were there a lot of, was there a lot of eyes covering during the, uh, during the gory dog eating the people? Biting not the, not people the dog biting the people, but when, uh, when Leo, excuse me, when Brad Pitt is smashing that girl's face into every yeah. single surface... Yeah. So I am not a gore guy at all. I have never seen yeah. the only um, 
uh, Tarantino movie I've never seen is Kill Bill Volume One for that reason. And I remember me and Bob oh, getting into big arguments uh, with uh, over that movie many years ago. So you saw Kill Bill Two, but not Kill Bill One, which is like essentially just the second half of that movie yeah. that happened to be released. I think that was one of the arguments we had about whether it counted. It's not even a sequel. Yeah. Um, well, no. The reason is because based on the reviews, I understood that Kill Bill Two had more of a narrative and with less just gore, whereas Kill Bill One was mm-hmm. just was like two hours of, of just murder, basically. But actually, let me add, so. I, I uh, can you rank the nine Tarantino the movie you know obviously like only the nine that are officially cu- considered his movies like those nine movies can you rank them for me no because I haven't seen one or two of them oh okay. you want to rank them you could rank them sure okay so I'll go from from the bottom to the top so Kill Bill one I would say is last because I haven't seen it and I have no interest okay. in seeing it uh, Jackie Brown I'd say is second to last because honestly I don't uh, remember it that well okay I know I've seen it um, it was just like his take on a black exploitation movie but I just I don't remember it well enough uh, Kill Bill two is next kill bill 2 mm-hmm. was was okay um again i don't need to see like eyeballs getting popped down and stuff like that so um so kill bill 2 was, is next hateful eight is next now we're getting into movies that are good like legitimately good movies like i enjoyed right. the hateful eight it was a really good movie and so you know six six of his nine movies i think are great movies so you know nice, i, I don't yeah. think i'm t- a tarantino hater uh mm-hmm. once upon a time in hollywood i have next you know it was it was a little bit too much of tarantino naval gate like for example like all the close-ups on feet you know, like, yeah, only Rex Ryan and Tarantino were into that. And they were like dirty. Yeah, feet that also. is interesting. So. I will say, like, individually, every scene is like so beautiful. Yeah. and So much more thought goes into every scene here than like yeah. the even the usual typical good movie. Um, I will say the first but, half dragged a little and I came out of the movie almost relieved it was over. But then in the in the 12 hours or whatever it is since the movie ended, I think I've been liking it more and more and thinking about it more and more. And I will end up watching this over and over again. And I probably appreciate it more. So I. Av, the third most uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood expert, I guess, on this podcast network, yeah. uh, has already seen it in theaters four times. Yes. yes. Probably one of his favorite movies ever. Yeah. I, it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up when we have him on at the end of the year as his number one movie of yeah. the year. Well, it is right now. Spoiler. Well, we shouldn't have him on at the end of the year, technically, because he did start a breakaway <laughs> podcast. Uh, although, technically, and I leave And leave one of our own podcasts in his own house to go record that other podcast. Who do you? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that was wild. Wait, okay, so then and then the top four for me, and do you have the same top four? Are Reservoir Dogs, Django, Pulp Fiction, and Glorious Bastards? You know, I saw Reservoir Dogs once, like a long time ago, so okay. it would be hard, yeah. to include that. But I, I would, you know, so I would have to probably include this one instead. Okay, that's fine. And again, I think I think I'll end up seeing this movie a lot of times. No, actually, no, I'm a Kill Bill guy. I would actually have Kill oh, Bill in there oh, okay. instead of this movie. I, th- and I think movie. I think that when I'll see this more, I'll end up moving it up more because you know I think. You, I think you'd catch movies, a lot of cool things more. Yeah. Also, I'm not enough. About, I also I don't know enough about like spaghetti westing westerns and Sergio right. Leone and like 1960s Hollywood to appreciate every detail here. And every it's homage. funny because like you could easily make the case like this movie should have been like I had to run to the bathroom and it ended up having to like it was like five minutes away. So like I which I almost never do during the movie. Don't uh, you have during, during, in your at a movie theater? No, there's no in Israel. It hasn't been in in many years. Oh, um, that's too bad because so, I've always said they should have intermission in America. No, so they should. They should have intermission. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and they get the movies now first, whereas they used to get them two months later. Yeah. Uh, like Europe gets the movies way, way, you know, All two movies, days I beforehand. It depends. A lot of times. Uh, it depends on the preview, but uh, it happens. I saw Austin it's never Powers really in later. Israel like two months before it came out in America, and I came home and told all my friends they never heard of it, and they accused me of like making up the existence of a movie because it's like pre-internet. Mm. You couldn't just like check things like that. This is in eighth grade. I think it was. I think it was the summer between eighth and ninth grade. It was like August of '96. No, it, was, it had already come out in eighth grade. I think. Oh, so maybe it was the previous. This summer. could be an apocryphal fake story, honestly. No, I because I, rem- I rem- we're gonna have to check down the timeline. Of I, this saw it, the story I saw. I saw it fake. with Yo Tom Levy in in August of whether it was 96, 95, 97, whatever year it was. And mm-hmm. I came home and told my friends, and they were like, 
What are you talking about? No, because I remember, I'll tell you why. Because I remember talking about Austin Powers on my eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C. But that was the end of the the eighth grade. Right? Yeah, so you're saying you saw it at the beginning of the year? No. I said I saw it in August of 1996. That's what I said. And when did we graduate eighth grade? In June of 1997. No. So you think you saw it a year early? No, I think it it came out in Israel in August and came out in America in like November or something. I don't know. I mean, we can probably just Google this right now and find an answer. Yeah, I'm going to Google it right now because I think this is an apocryphal memory. So it's a 1997 comedy film. It came out May 2nd. So you're positing that you saw this movie in June... Of 1996, when it came out May 2nd, 1997, okay, so, so it probably maybe, hadn't even... No, so maybe I saw... So you saw April, it before it was filmed, I no, guess. That's pretty so, no, that's so pretty maybe I saw it in April of 97. Maybe it was for Pesach. You know, we go maybe to, you went for Passover yeah, vacation. Is yeah. that possible? Yeah, no, I'm sure that's possible. Because we went to Israel. No, we went to Israel. Yeah. I still don't... I Like, I still don't believe that story. Luckily, like, it's like you know, the, the listeners movie, have me to be the, the ombuds person. that I saw... In, that back then, movies never came out in America, Israel before America. That's why it was so noteworthy. Mm-hmm. But I saw it in Israel first. And then, but it also like came out of nowhere. It was like I mean I guess it had Mike Myers. Well, but it like, literally did for me. And then the other thing which I mentioned before is that the version I saw in Israel had, had was longer than the American cut and had extra scenes that were not in the American movie. And so these were scenes that I would tell my friends about that they would also say that wasn't a movie. What are you talking about? And then years later, when like the DVD came out, you could we, actually prove. We it. might have to do. We might have to do an investigation because yeah, this story might be fake. Right. You may be misremembering. All right, fine. Uh, anyway, let's anyway. talk about let's talk about some football teams. All right, are we done? Uh, okay, I, so we're done with Quinn. Yeah, I mean, I like Once Upon a Time in Wait, Hollywood. Before we but, talk yeah. about football teams, can we talk about uh, the big news? Is that you have joined the uh, AYF? No, I would. That by this time, there's a good chance I'm not in it. We don't. Well, I haven't found some of the draft is being for me released yet. on Labor Day, and the and the podcast and the draft is. Happening oh, so how do you think? How do you think you did in the draft? Well, no, we're really this in the morning the draft is that night so we'll discuss oh, how i, did oh, I don't know i'm not in episode, i'm not drops tomorrow i think i'm not in i'm not in the uh the league yet we have to see I, not, I said no. i'm 50 50 well you said you were 100 zero actually well no i well that i said if if you made fun of a certain person i would become 100 zero yeah uh yeah the your the group chat uh is is very active yes. in that league but you knew that i may I knew that, and you know, my phone. If I if the fifty fifty ends up being the no side, my phone will be very happy. Because yeah, it's constant pinging all day. Yeah. By the way, uh, so I had mentioned on this podcast about how I had to like go to court to prove my like my where, oh yeah yeah my location and and I'm just thinking like with this Austin Powers thing, like if this happened, like anything that happens now, there'd be no question. You can verify all this because you just look at your phone and Google and all these apps track you and say yeah you were ex- exactly at this point at exactly this time. You know. Whereas in nineteen 1990- oh it's very easy. Yeah. In 1997, it's the Wild West. Where was I? When was I there? Who knows? Yeah, it would be very easy to do All that. Right, let, let's uh, actually turn and talk about the Houston Texans. Should we do that for a second? Yeah, let's talk about the Texans. Yeah, um, yeah I'm always higher on the Texans than you for some reason. Well, it's just funny because I, I absolutely love Deshaun Watson. Uh, you love him, like, in what way? You love him as a fantasy player? You, you think he's a great quarterback? Both. Where do you have him ranked? Those. Where do you have Watson ranked on your QB list? Remind me. Should have well, you should have every possible window open beforehand. Yeah, I I do no research uh, prep for this. Po- uh, I had him number seven. You had him number eight. All right, so we're pretty similar. Although yeah, we're pretty. Although similar. I move him up. Oh no, excuse me. I do not move him up because I had luck below him. You had luck above him. So now you move him up to seven. So now we both have him at seven. So we agree on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, so the big news uh, this this summer for the Texans has probably been the season-ending injury to Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is uh, is you know well, I'd a say replacement they're, they're level. Trying to get rid of Javion Clowney, Clowney and get some offensive line help. Yeah, but they haven't done it yet. Yeah. That's true. If that does happen next week, yeah. fine. 
Uh, Lamar Miller's if, injury, I don't think, has a massive impact on this team. It has. It's a bigger fantasy story. Than well, here's the thing. It's like, story. yeah, is he a replacement level and a running starting running back? Yeah, sure. of course. Duke, how does but, this affect Duke? So Duke Johnson, I think the pick that they have to give is going to go up around now because he's going to yeah, that will go more. up. Yeah. And then the the guys who are listed as backups, Buddy Howell, Josh Ferguson, Tywan Jones, who's bounced around the league, yeah. Alfred Karan Blue, Higdon, like, this is his big chance. Yeah. So these guys are not. Uh, by the way, when, when I think of the, every time I see Alfred Blue's name, I think of and I, I think I've told you this before. I, if I I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, how I had like an entire imaginary like NBA when I was a kid. Right. Um, an imaginary MBA like I, when I was when I was like in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. I had yeah. in my head created the entire NBA in the year two thousand six when I was the starting point guard on the Timberwolves. Okay, and, and I, I was like, you know, so I was twenty. Yeah, I, so this is like I was I, had, I so instead of having an imaginary friend, I had an entire imaginary league, and I had these index cards on which. Well, I would, you didn't create like your like if you did like NBA Live or something or something like you didn't create. Oh no, I would do that also, but those games had. But a then cap didn't you like, make your didn't you make your friends your your team? Like I would make my yeah, like friends in, in elementary school, cap, or high school. You could my, only make like twenty five total players or something. Yeah, twenty five. Because or I'm very literal and exact. So for example, in high school, I did make the entire actual my high school basketball team on whatever game on on PlayStation. Yeah, played, sure. But I made them all six foot one, six, like their actual heights and weights. Oh, so, yes, they weren't good. Yeah, they were. They were yeah, they were. Well, like yeah. Shaq would dominate the <laughs> MTA basketball. Team. Yeah, exactly. But no, I had these index cards on which I would keep stats of all these teams um, that were all like you know like that 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 I like this whole league I had made up. And most of the people I just like made up like complete names. There was there was a big man I think I mentioned before named Chester Alexander who had my reverse name. Um, mm-hmm. But there was but then a couple people were like people who I actually knew from like the JCC basketball league I played in in nineteen ninety five. And so the best guy in that league was David Green. So in my imaginary world in the future where I was the point guard of the Timberwolves, David Green was like a shooting guard on some team in the NBA. And then there was another player named David Blue who was mm-hmm. who was exactly the same like skills and like performer as David Green, except instead of a Jewish guy, he was a black guy. <laughs> so anyway. David Blue, David Blue was a real guy. No, he wasn't. I mean, I'm sure there's people named David Blue. No, there there was a player for USC who was who was a Jewish player named David Bluthenthal. Yeah, who changed his name to David Blue. Okay, so he so was actually a I real player. He make the NBA. He but played in USC like and then he went and played in Maccabi. Yeah, yes. I did not know yeah, that yeah. he changed his name. That's funny. Um, yeah. So yeah, so there was a David Blue. That's that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no E. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So the Texans. You know what the Texans are really missing that they should have, but you know a lot of teams don't have is. They need, like, a sweet tight end, and it just doesn't exist. They drafted Jordan Thomas late last year. He's, you know, and Jordan Atkins, two Jordans as uh, – as, uh, and they drafted a tight end this year, actually, Kahali Warren. So the three tight ends drafted in last year. So they're very cognizant of this, not in the first two rounds, but they're really trying to get their own Gronk or their own Travis Kelsey. Uh, that would be pretty sweet for a team that has famously porous blocking. To have, like, a two-way tight end would be incredible. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't happened yet. I don't know if uh, any of these Jordans are going to be the answer. Um, the receiving core is incredible, right? Hopkins, Fuller, and Cootie is is a top five, uh, a top five receiving crew. Uh, I want to go. Uh, I mean, they have one. Top I think five it is. I think just have it. Well, yeah, but I think Hopkins is obviously top five. But then Fuller is good enough, and and Kiki Cootie, I think people are high enough. And there's not much after that. That that I, those guys alone are are top five. Like who's? I'd rather have Atlanta's. I'd rather have Minnesota's. Who else? Well, Who I don't else know. The Vikings have two receivers, and that's it. Yeah, but you only need two. Uh, I mean, the Vikings have had a problem that they've needed a third. Laquan Treadle has dropped. I mean, is Kiki Cootie so so great that you'd rather have Hopkins and Fuller 
with him than no, Jason I'm, Thielen. I'm I think saying I, I don't. I'm saying I don't know what the hell Kiki Cootie is, and you know, that, yeah. And, well, that's know, why right yeah. now Chad Beebe is the Vikings' third receiver. Well, Hopkins and Fuller alone is 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 top five. So even if you're not a Kiki Cootie, yeah, fan, I, I don't know. I I just. I, what I've seen from the Vikings the last couple of years is that you need three, even if you have two Pro Bowl caliber receivers, that's not enough. You need you need a third competent, like a guy who could at least catch a ball, yeah. you know, when because he's going to be covered yeah. by the yeah by exactly. The third no, it's going. The Vikings lost multiple games last year because of Laquan Treadwell. I mean, two that come to mind immediately. So is Treadwell still on the roster? He is right. He's getting cut. Everyone expects him to. He's not, he's not going to make the fifty three. That's what the expectation. Yeah, I was at, the Jets traded a sixth round pick for the Jets have a horrific cornerback situation, which I think everyone would yeah. Agree. The Jets are the best receivers of football. I thought. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. But um, the the Jets have uh, they they traded a sixth round pick for a cornerback, and the Jets have the third bid in waivers. And this guy was getting caught on every projection, so it made no sense to me when they could get him for free in four days, unless the slight chance that the Cardinals or the Niners ahead of them uh, claim you know this one corner, random cornerback first. Didn't make sense to me give up a sixth round pick, but that's just my two cents. Uh, so the Texans to try and salvage their famously porous offensive line. They 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 went out and they drafted Titus Howard with a first round pick, but I don't think he's going to be starting. They've got inside Nick Martin, Kelamite, and Fulton. They have the the massive Suntrell uh, Henderson who used to be on the Bills and Matt Khalil from the Panthers. Those two Khalils are hard to you know not mix up. Uh, yeah, Matt they are. Ryan, Ryan was Khalil. the center and was good. Matt was the tackle and was bad. Yeah, there, so Matt is now it. their tackle is bad, and Ryan's the one who retired and is now the Jets center. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously everything here is the line. If they have a the 18th best offensive line in the league, this team is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Mm. If they have a bottom five, it, no, for sure. Because their biggest weakness is is the offensive line. Like, yeah, this is also, a playoff team yeah, with also, the worst offensive well, line. Well, okay, so they, they benefit from being in a very weak division, obviously, with the retirement of Andrew Luck. Uh, yeah, J- this went from, like, being a sneaky good division to yeah. a sneaky bad J. J. division. J.J. Watt is, you know, he's, he's missed a lot of time in the last few years, and are you getting him for mm-hmm. 16 games? And you don't have Clowney either, presumably. And so right. they, well, you'll have you, unless you trade him for a pick, you will have some sort of quality player. Yeah, but like they're they losing. They're, they're losing tackle. a lot of depth. Uh, you the know, Clowney Trent Williams trade would be fascinating. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I mean, I, I assume if it was going to happen, it could happen already. Like, I'm sure both teams have thought about. Yeah, it. I don't know I'm, what they're waiting the for reason. when the season is starting. Yeah. In, well, in the, the point is, like, point. you know, someone is. I think the Redskins are just thinking they're not going to trade Trent Williams. Like, he's going to play. Well, I mean, what's going with him and Zeke and Melvin Gordon? Like, are, all these guys just aren't playing this year. I'm pretty sure Zeke's going to play. I'd say Zeke of those three guys. I'd say Zeke, Trent, Melvin, Gordon in terms of who plays first. That's my order. But w- first, you, are you what's your predi- let's make a prediction right now. What w- when do we see those three th- players on the field? I mean, at a certain point, it's tough for Zeke to get back week one. I'd say guarantees back by week two. But I think there's no reason to skip week one and then not come. You know, to, and just come back week two. Um, I mean, by the way, no reason stuff you got to throw out the window because last year with Le'Veon, we were sure that we understood what he was going to do and when he was going to come back. And then it turned out like, well, he has to come back by week 10. It's in order to get a, yeah. a crew a year for mm-hmm. free agency. Then it turns yeah. out, oh, no, that's not true. Everyone was like told the wrong yeah, thing for I'd two say months. Zeke, they're clearly negotiating where Gordon it sounds like they're not even talking to him. Yeah, so I, mean, I think it's I two mean, totally I, separate situations. Melvin Gordon is a fantasy star. He, uh, he's not one of the top 10 running backs in the NFL. I wouldn't pay him anything, honestly. I hate to say this. I want, I, you know, I want to see players get paid. Especially. No, I, he matters more. For, I mean, he matters in the sense that yeah. I'm sure whoever the backup is is not. Austin Eckler and you know, Justin, uh, Jackson, yeah. and I think they're fine. Um, all right, so look, can we move out of Pittsburgh now? Because we don't have that Well, much no, time. a couple, couple of amazing names in the Texans defense yeah. we should talk about. Sure. Uh, Tr- Tracy Sprinkle, Sprinkle, great name. I don't think he's going to make the team. Oh, too bad. Gimmel President. Gimmel President. G-I-M-E-L and then the word president. Okay. Maybe the greatest name in the NFL. Yeah, what happened to Olive President think, and Bet President, just out of curiosity? I don't know. Well, I think it's more of a Hanukkah-related thing. So Gimmel is the president. Yeah. 
I like that name. No, that's that. That's a phenomenal name. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are on the Gimmel President bandwagon. Let's name this pre- this episode Gimmel President. Um, I was going to call this okay. episode Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Houston, and Pittsburgh. But we, okay, we, that's fine. We can go for Gimmel President. All right. What else? Can we move on to Pittsburgh now? Yeah, let's talk about Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you wait, but you, you think in a yes or no question, are the te- so Houston Texans a Super Bowl contender? I say yes. You say well, my take on the AFC is based on what my take on the AFC was last year, which is there's only like one and a half Super Bowl contenders in the whole conference. Okay, it's a bad take. Do you want to get a better take? I'll give you time. No. You, that, that. you could even cut that out if no, you want no, no, that, people not that, to think that, you're that, stupid. I mean, could Houston go to the Super Bowl? I guess if, if, if Patrick Mahomes gets injured or something, right? I guess anybody could because the, the conference Well, sucks. who's the half contender? The Chiefs or the Patriots? The, pa- the, the, Patri- the Patriots. The Patriots. So the Chiefs are half a contender. No, they the don't Patriots. Because full... the Patriots are not a great team, but but uh, by default, because their division's garbage, they're going to win a dozen games. And they're going to get a Oh, bye. so the Patriots are the half. So it's the Chiefs yeah. and the half Patriots. The Patriots are not a good team, and yet they won the Super Bowl last year, so. Uh, I don't totally agree, but I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you say that. Okay, the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. The the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. We're not yeah. up to the Chiefs. Talk about another team that's not good. The Pittsburgh Steelers. You think they're not good? I just think that they're. I Ben Roethlisberger. I've thought for a long time has been very overrated, and I think now he. You know, he doesn't have Antonio Brown, and we're going to see a little bit, right? I think that okay. their offense is going to take a step back for that reason, and I think that. Again, I think by default, I think their division stinks, and I think that their conference stinks. And so I think they can get to nine wins, and I think they can make the playoffs. But do I think this team is a contender? Do I think this team is as good as the Pittsburgh team we've seen almost every year in the last decade? No, I think this is the worst Steelers team we've seen in a, you know maybe in the whole Tomlin era. It's an interesting take. So the receivers after Juju, Moncrief, Washington, Switzer, Eli Rogers. Nothing too exciting. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't say nothing too exciting because Steelers manage, as you've said before, they yeah, well, find yeah. receivers so, every okay. year. So if Eli one of those Rogers, guys would ends you be up... shocked if Eli Rogers has 75 catches and 900 yards this year? I wouldn't be. No, that. but then this is a good team. Then this, like, then why are we doubting this team? Well, again. I mean, I, you could I say the strength of the team, team was but... two elite receivers last year with, with Brown and Juju, and now it's like – you know, Eli Rogers maybe will be a solid. By the way, too, is James Con- I mean, their offensive line is obviously good. Is James Conner good? I mean, they just got lucky they went from Bell to Conner, or is it that you plug anyone in there? Because, you know. I, I think between Conner, who they drafted in 17, Samuels, who they drafted in 18, and Benny Snell Jr., who they drafted this year, like, one of them will be good. As long as the offensive line continues to be good, one of them will be good. Uh, it is definitely an aging O line. Uh, Villanueva, uh, Foster, and Pounce, the insider, old DeCastro and Fowler. Like, nobody's getting better here. Everyone's in there at least their fifth year. Uh, people are super high in Vance McDonald. I think fantasy, he's because it's such a wasteland. I think, after I think like that's just, yeah, because seven. there's all these targets that they got to replace, right? I mean, yeah, and yeah, and there's so many targets. targets. I mean, yeah. Juju's going to go bananas. Juju's probably getting picked in the first round, honestly, in fantasy. Yeah, I was high on Juju last year, and that paid off, obviously, but now, now I'm not going to afford him, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, because you guys pay with real money. So whoever's the richest in your league just gets. <laughs> How funny! By the way, I, in in one of the Sim and Sal leagues, I think they do that, right? Where you have to pay money. Oh, per... I was I was in this really dumb home run derby pool once with Superfan Robbie, uh-huh. where we yeah. each where we bid on everyone in the home run derby, and you get like the total home runs hit, or or maybe yeah. it was just you got the winner, and so everyone was bidding okay. up. I forget which way it worked, but the point is yeah. it was real money. So technically speaking, you could spend all. And the there money. was no cap. No, there was no cap. You spend whatever you want to spend. So just the richest person could buy every guy if they wanted. Well, but then they're winning zero, no pot. Then you know, then they have a hundred percent chance what if, of winning what if zero like, dollars. What if no? How? What if like three people like someone spends fifty bucks and he's like, all right, I'm just going to steal fifty bucks and just bid on every single player. But <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna like get no, Stanton and no, Judge there, or whatever. There, I'm gonna no spend ante. ten thousand dollars no to ante, win fifty though. bucks. There's no ante. Yeah, but someone's bought fifty. My point is like. 
all right, you go first. You say like one guy, Pete and then I buy Great. the other. He seven? goes for fifty bucks, yeah. and then I buy the I buy everybody else, and I just well, that, spending like ten thousand dollars like, to make fifty. That's like betting the money line when the Houston Astros yeah. play the Baltimore Orioles. It's is it worth it to win? No, one? it's it's even it's crazier. It's like uh, betting the money line when the Astros lead the Orioles eleven nothing in the ninth. It's yeah. it's spending all of your money, to, but it's making fifty bucks. Like no, it's but it's free not because dollars. the home run derby, any guy can win. I don't know. Oh, oh! It's a literal derby. I thought you meant that. I'm sorry. No, I thought you meant that. It was the home run derby before the actual home run derby. At oh, okay. The I thought you year. meant it was Me, like a home run no. pool where you're drafting guys that home runs during the season. Oh, I see. Okay. No, no, no. It was only which, eight which guys. Of these eight guys is going to win. Yeah. So, can you get none of them in the in that pool? Well, then you're just not in the pool. <laughs> well, how many people are in the pool? It sounds like the worst constructed <laughs> pool I've ever heard. I, if no I, offense. If Robbie. my memory serves correctly, it was it was Robbie Weisenfeld, me, and Alan Weiss. It was just three of us. Oh, okay. So three people. That makes sense. Okay, fine. So in theory. You could just not. You could not bid. Like if you're if by the sixth or seventh guy, if you have nobody, you should just not bid. Yeah, so now that I'm thinking I mean, about, it, I think the way it, it couldn't have been the cumulative home runs. I think it was when whoever we, got the winner. You, you, in so, like tenth grade, when we started playing poker, we um, we didn't know some of the rules because you know it wasn't on TV yet in high school. So we during our off periods when it was cold, we'd go play, we'd go play poker. And uh, what we didn't know is like if you had a great hand, we thought you could just put more and more money into the pot. So, like, one time I had the nuts, uh, we were in a high-low game, and someone else had the nuts low, and we just, like, kept borrowing money from our friends until, like, eventually we just ran out of time, but all three of us had put in 80 bucks. So, like, the middle guy just lost his $80, and we were just, like, ran out of running money in the room in people's wallets. Yeah, I mean, back in the, in the early pot. days of poker, when we, we when nobody you play knew these, how it worked, yeah, you, you could play just, these ridiculous yeah, table games like uh, Omaha High, and low, you lose your, the deed to your house. Yeah, Omaha in, High, like, low in, like, the movies. was always a ridiculous one because. Yeah. Someone would almost always have the nuts low. Yes. And so they're just making the max bet every single time. Right. And, and, and at worst, you have the, you have tied for nuts. Yeah, low. but what like almost always happens is there's three people left in the pot, and two of them are splitting, yeah. and one guy's losing all his money. And it's like, yes. Well, that's what happened in that pot, and we literally yeah, just ran out like of money. Like, we could have gone all day. like a 7 8. Like, like, why are you doing that? Like, oh, he, in, the, in the hand I'm thinking of, it wasn't more. It was the same guy who our principal once said when we. When we got busted, getting in trouble for something, and he, he was willing to nice enough guy to, to try and cop the blame for himself and not let anybody else get in trouble. Said in front of the whole grade, the principal, I know that person blank is not smart enough to be the mastermind of this operation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, he speaking he of obstinacy, you know, that's what he said to me, defending me once from an accusation against me uh, in yeshiva in Israel. He said uh, I wasn't smart enough to come up with it. So yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, we didn't know how to play poker. That's, also, so the Steelers, that's also what security yeah. said about me once. I was I was flying El Al to uh, from JFK to Tel Aviv, and, and security asked mm-hmm. me a couple questions. They said, "What's your birthday?" And I told them, and they said, "What's your sign?" And I I got it wrong. And so the one turns to the other in Hebrew and says, "This one's too stupid to be a, a threat or something like that." Yeah, <laughs> you don't know you're you don't know you're a Taurus. No, I'm a Gemini. Pisces. I knew that, Gemini? but for some reason I just froze. And so the woman oh, okay. was just and I, I Libra Nation baby. But she might have been making that joke for my benefit because how would she know I didn't yeah. speak Hebrew when I had to keep on? So I don't you know I don't remember the details. I just remember I, I just remember she's know. saying I was too dumb. So uh, the best name on the Steelers, Jordan Dangerfield. That's a great oh, name. Yeah, of there aren't Any enough Dangerfields Danger in sports. Yeah. Uh, five, def- five. They drafted five defensive players, uh, including Devin Bush Jr. in the first round and cornerback Justin Lane in the third round. So they're clearly focusing on improving the defense. Joe Hayden st- feels like he's been around forever. Uh, Steven Nelson, Terrell Edmonds. Not, uh, you know, so really the star on this defense going forward is going to be T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is really a mini J.J. Watt. He's yeah. one of the five or ten best in the league at getting to the quarterback. Like, he is. He's not his brother, but there are. If there are ten pass, elite pass rushers in the league this year, he's going to be one of them. 
So they do have a pass rush. They have an aging with Tuit and, and Hayward and, and Williams, Dupree, like an aging but sort of competent defense. It's not one of the horrendous Steelers defenses from years past. I do agree. I think the up, this team could beat, obviously, the Steelers on any Sunday could beat any team. But I think, like, cumulatively throughout the season, this is not the most impressive Steelers team we've ever seen. And that's an understatement. Yeah. But, I mean, could you see this team going to the Super Bowl, though? Because you, you, you said you could see that in Houston. I, 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 put Houston, I think Houston has a higher upside than them because I think Watson could get better. I think, uh, you know, Hopkins could have the best year of his career in theory. And the pass rush is a little more formidable. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, like, I, I think they're probably going to be in the playoffs. There aren't a lot of obvious playoff contenders in the AFC. Yeah. You really have to scrape to get past, like, seven now that luck is gone. Yeah. I mean, I had the Colts as an absolute lock to make the playoffs. Like, the Colts were really good. The Colts could still make the playoffs now in the South, to be honest. Like, it's not impossible that Brissett brings them to 9-7. I didn't get to speak on the Colts podcast, but I, I, the Colts, like, their, their team was so deep that it's not impossible they make it. I don't know. Could this team win? I'm going to say no. This team will probably not win the Super Bowl. Yes, that's a safe bet. But I guess any team that you're saying is probably going to make the playoffs is, is, is a Super Bowl contender at this point. Sure. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.